Oh, hello, everybody. We're back on the air again. I mean, this is quite amazing because we've got the fantastic Florence Sutherland with us again today. And yes, we're still in lockdown here in the UK and all around the world. And we've reached a point here in the UK where we've, we have peaked. I heard last night on the, the news at the highest rate yet. I, I don't quite think so. I think America may have beaten us, but we're talking about 100,000 deaths, Florence. 100,000 in the UK. And we've, yes. had, we've had like 1,500 or so in a day. Now that's the way America was going because John was keeping me up to, up to date with these figures, but also some of these figures are hyped up. Um, we have that in the, lock, in, the, in the lockstep document that I was telling you about earlier. And that is all to set the, the, the people at fear, to set fear into the people and to drive them into doing things like getting the vaccine and taking their focus off God and Jesus and just, just driving them around fearfully because it's man-made. At the end of the day, there is a third wave to come. And, you know, it's, it's not prophecy. It was, it's been written down many, many years ago that this has all been planned. And that is a scary thing because we are nearer to the end time times than we could ever be, ever even thought that we would be as a generation. But I was also, mm. uh, I was led to read Jude chapter one, verse 24 to 25. And, you know, God is able, that's the main thing. God is able to do everything, but he will do it his way. He has not forgotten this world. He has a plan. Mm. But this is mm. now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Saviour who alone is wise be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever amen 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 uh, do, do you know there is a lot that is going on at the moment and we are hearing a lot of things uh, you're, you're talking about this lockdown document and a lot of people are posting a lot of things on the social media. Yeah. And I think the truth is that there is confusion because there are a lot of voices that are going out there, a lot of voices. And they're all not singing from the same hymn sheet. That's right. And the challenge for us who are Christians is to actually remember that even if we know what is going on, or when we don't know what is going on, our God remains the same. And to focus on him who is able to keep us away from falling. Because the information that we are, we are receiving right now is information that could cause us to begin to doubt. It's almost the, 
like it's planned to create worry and anxiety. But it is you that, know, absolutely. You know, the, the whole atmosphere is being primed up for worry and for anxiety. I just said to Kobe, one of the Esthers, I said, you know, when I meet with the with the Reverend Iris on the radio, we are going to begin to declare the peace of God over the waves because too many people are declaring fear, they are declaring death, they are declaring uncertainty, they are declaring all the opposite of what God has got for us. You know, and I said, when I meet with Reverend Iris, I'm going to ask if I can just declare peace and say, you know what, people of God, the Lord is still on the throne and the earth remains his footstool. There is nothing he doesn't know. He knows everything and he is in control. Amen. Amen. Preach it, mama. <laughs> he is in control and you know philippians if uh, philippians one you know this forces rejoice in the lord always and i say it again rejoice let your gentleness be evident before all men the lord is near covid or no covid all these deaths that we are being told we have gone beyond a hundred thousand in the u.s in the uk that's a lot of deaths but you know what even with all this suffering god remains near be encouraged brothers and sisters out there the lord has not deserted us he may have allowed this pandemic but he is near. So let's remain faithful. Let's remain diligent. Because the Bible says that now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. That is what God is planning for us. If we can just fix our eyes on him, the Lord is planning to bring us into his presence gloriously. So let's not worry. Because Paul then goes on to say, and do not be anxious about anything. Yeah. But by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. That's right. And it's that season where we need to be taking control of our minds. Just like Romans 12 verse 1 says, we have to have total and complete control of our minds. We have to train and discipline what we say, what we think and how we see things. We cannot afford to allow worry That's because right. worry is a spiritual and physical killer. Yeah, but I throw some light on that, you know, with the lockstep document that came into my hands mm. last summer. It, it, I mean, all of this was stated that it would happen. Not, it's not predicted, it's not prophetic. 
it is arranged and it's been going on for many, many years in its planning. And I got that document out to a lot of people. But one of the things that document said is that we will create panic. We will create the distrust. The people will start to distrust their governments and get unhappy with them. But that's happening mm -hmm. in America with all the riots. I mean, that is total corruption. You're just looking at it, aren't you? To, for mm. that uprising like that. And yet here in, in the UK, the, same, the similar thing is happening because people are not trusting the government. And now Boris is, is saying, Boris Johnson is saying, I, practically he doesn't know what else to do. He's done all he can do. But it isn't up to Boris Johnson to do it all, it's up to God. And, and I was just looking back in, on this passage in Jude when it talks about the false teachers. So even though there, you've got conflicting evidence, as it were, conflicting ideas, but go to help the confusion very nicely, it goes hand in hand. It really does say, oh, well, maybe, maybe I've got it wrong. But the thing is this, one of the things that that lockstep deliberately wrote they were going to do was to cause this type of confusion. Because every time something comes out about the, the COVID, they countermand it. It's already there, ready. And it makes it look like the other person is at fault. Or they countermand it in such a way of, no, that, that's, that's wrong. You know, the vaccine is fine. And, and, and all of these things. And so people say, oh, it's all right to take the vaccine because. But that document states that those who submit, it uses the word, Florence, submit in the early mm. stages will be given special privileges. Now, suddenly we're part of the way through the vaccine being, being given out here in the UK. And we start to run out of vaccine and the EU doesn't want to give us any more vaccine. So that, that isn't a coincidence because mm. they want to withhold that. The ones that are going to have the special privileges, that bit's already been done. But guess what? They can't get their second dose if that is if it's going to lead to the doses. And so that even that has been stretched out. It's what will this vaccine produce at the other end? Now, in where I'm living, there is a Pfizer, part of the Pfizer company. And my hairdresser is friends with one of the people who work there, one of the technicians who work on the on that side of things. And he, he told my friend, you know, they were out to dinner together or home to dinner together. And, you know, he told him that don't take the virus, don't take the, the vaccine. He told him. So Pfizer now have certain withdrawal, uh, it's withdrawal, not, no, it's not withdrawal. Um, what do they call that? They're covered. If they, if anything goes wrong, they're covered. Why should they be covered? You know, you have to ask these questions as well, because they've all, it's already written. We've seen that written into legislation in this country, but the vaccine doesn't come from Pfizer in the UK. It comes from abroad. Now that is, that to me is a big concern. We're not even manufacturing it here, but I believe the Oxford one is. 
I just don't know. But the point I'm making is this. Jude tells us the false teachers, and that's what these people are, are like dangerous hidden reefs at your love feasts, lying in wait to shipwreck the immature. They feast among you without reverence, having no shepherd but themselves. They are clouds with no rain, swept along by the winds, like fruitless late autumn trees, twice dead, barren, and plucked up by the roots. They are wild waves of the sea, flinging out the foam of their shame and disgrace. They are misleading like wandering stars for whom the complete darkness of eternal gloom has been reserved. Enoch's prophecy comes into that, that end part of Judah, which is a very, very short book, isn't it? Um, mm. it, it says Enoch, the seventh direct descendant from Adam, prophesied of their doom when he said, look, here he comes, the Lord Yahweh, with his countless myriads of holy ones. He comes to execute judgment against them all and to convict each one of them for their ungodly deeds and for all the terrible words that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These people are always complaining and never satisfied, finding fault with everyone. They follow their own evil desires and their mouth speaks scandalous things and they enjoy using seductive flattery to manipulate others. Florence, the Bible has already prepared the answer. You know, and there, here we are stuck in the middle of all this COVID lockdown saying God is able and, and not to lose faith. This is a call to remain faithful, I believe. Definitely a call. I think that is the key. The, the call is to remain faithful. You know, you, you're talking about the lockdown document. And I can imagine uh, we, we, there are a lot of people out there who do not have access to the lockdown document. But I feel that the most important thing is this. And it is found in Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. It says, you trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding. Because I think when we begin to lean on our understanding, then we begin to fail. We begin to become fearful. And we begin to make decisions that do not honor God. So in this, like you have said, all those things that you have shared, and which you have read you know, diligently and you have gathered that information, you've got it, which is good. But for those of us that are in a place where we are thinking, Lord, I don't understand. I don't know what is going on. All I know is over 100,000 people have died. And all I know, there is a vaccine that hasn't been tested much, which is being ruled out, and now it's being withdrawn. And I don't know, I don't understand all those things. All I understand is that you are a God who is faithful. You are a God who is able, and you are a God who is very present. 
you know, is in Numbers that says, the Lord is our very present help. And underneath are his everlasting arms. Amen. Uh, and in these times of uncertainty, that is where we need to be. The, there are practical things that we can do. And those practical things are, okay, there is this thing about the vaccine, but I know there is a lockdown. The lockdown is about staying away from places of infection. So we can choose to say, you know what? I actually don't like being locked down, but I also don't want to catch this COVID wherever it came from. So I'll stay home, you know, and be safe and be mindful of others and wear my mask and make sure that I am, I am protected just as much as other people are protected. Uh, because otherwise we can get caught up in this spirit of worry, anxiety, and the confusion which is going on. But we know, we know that when there is confusion, it's not of God. Because the Bible is very clear that our God is not a God of confusion. Which means we need to be alert. We need to be on guard and recognize the seasons and recognize the times and be like the children of Asaph who understood the times and knew exactly what to do. Exactly. And as a church, that is the call. You know, have we understood the times? Do we know exactly how we are going to navigate these waters that we find ourselves in? Or are we still waiting to do exactly what we were doing before the virus came? And I think those are, those, I think those are meaningful questions that we need to ask each other. How am I going to stay nourished as a Christian? Because Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, he says, do not neglect meeting together as others are in the habit of doing. In, but we need to meet together all the more as we see the day approaching. But that opportunity of meeting together physically has been taken away. So what can we do to continue to fellowship, to continue to encourage one another, to continue to nourish each other spiritually and physically so that we remain strong? Because we are entering the end times. We have entered the end times. All these plans that are becoming uh, so clear now, for me, I think they are part of the end times because the Bible says there'll be rumors of war, rumors of pandemics, rumors of outbreaks. Of we are seeing them all. It is that time now to do what First Corinthians 15, 58 says. In, and it says, therefore, brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Don't let this vaccine, this virus, these rumors, whatever you're hearing, don't allow it to move you. Stand steadfast. Our God is the same. He saved in the past. He saves it today. He will save in the future. 
you know, we are in a season where we need to begin to make decisions so that we are ready. And we are not like the, the five virgins who were found without oil when the, bride, when the bridegroom arrived. We are in very important times as Christians. And we need to begin to strategize for this strategic season. I think the enemy is strategizing. Are we strategizing? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the lockdown, of course it's inconvenient. And yeah. then, you know, it, it's not good in a lot of respects. And one of those respects, Florence, is for not necessarily for older people, but for people who are handicapped or disabled in some way that, for instance, can't wash their own hair. Mm -hmm. That's a very difficult one if it means raising the arms and getting the head under the tap. And also the tap, these modern taps sat in the side, you know, there isn't a lot of room under a lot of them to get your mm -hmm. head. And then yeah. those that can't reach their toes or see well enough to be able to cut their toenails, see to the corners on their feet. You know, that is so important. And our chiropodists are not able to, to see people. Our hairdressers are not able to serve people who really need them. And, and, and yet our God is able to supply all of those needs, all of them. But they're needs that need to be prayed over, aren't they? You know, if we don't bring that supplication, say, Lord, we need this, then maybe he won't give us the answer to something that we don't know we need. Do you know, you're absolutely right, because all those things that you are talking about are, are necessary needs. Maybe that's why we are encouraged to pray for our leaders. Mm. so that they have wisdom. Uh, our PM needs wisdom. How can he make the, the lockdown a bit more bearable? Yeah. You know, because yeah. a shropodist is a key worker. Yeah. You know? Maybe a hairdresser is no longer just a business. Because when somebody feels that their hair has been washed and they feel clean, it does something to their morale. It does something oh. to their self self esteem and that is bound to boost our immunity because we are feeling good you know in ourselves but you know if you're not feeling that good in yourself it's very difficult to fight things so maybe we need to pray that the the, the government relooks at what is essential services for people you know that's very true that's very true mm. you know at the end of the day, <clears throat> we're still looking at the, the situation uh, with newscasts daily, aren't we, as well? They, they may be troubling. We tried not to, to look at the news. Um, mm. but it can be worrying. And it's always negative. There's no, no news is good news, we always said. But there's various opinions concerning and they're confusing. But you know, we can say also with Peter, can't we? Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us the new birth into a living hope 
through the resurrection, resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. And this inheritance is kept in heaven for you and for me and for everybody who believes and who through faith are shielded. There's that word shielded. We're shielding some of us, especially Jeff and I. Shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be re revealed in the last time. 1 Peter 1 verses 3 through 5. That's how they read. And they use the word shielded. Mm. I wonder why they're using the word shielding in lockdown. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Mm. And um, But I know that Jews closing prayer was a blessing that he reminds us that as well as the many spiritual and physical circumstances that could come against us, there is one who is able to keep us from stumbling. And Peter refers to it as being, again, shielded by God's power. So we serve a God who is able to keep us from stumbling because his angels will lift us up unless we stumble, hit our foot on a stone and stumble. And we are shielded by his power. Amen. Amen. We can't be in a place now where we give up believing that God is going to leave us like this. Because I'm sure that won't happen. He's about to make all grace abound toward us. You know, he really is. Always having sufficiency in all things. That's his promise. That we may have abundance for every good work. That's in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. So we shouldn't be concerned. We do need to deal with our emotional seat. I think we're yeah. only human and we need each of us to deal with an emotional seat that is within us. Mm. His plan for us is to present us faultless. Jesus' plan to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Amen. 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 Uh, the, the only, you know, what, just one thing I want to uh, just to say before we go is that we, while the Lord is shielding us, while we have received the grace, while we know we can trust him, God has also given us a mind. He has also given us common sense. He has also uh, given us intelligence and he has given us the, the license to use our common sense and intelligence in order to protect ourselves and to make decisions that make sense. Now I share that because I come from an African background and I hear people uh, still attending funerals you know, you get a, a, a whole group of people going to funerals. Yeah. You know, and that is how it is spreading. Yeah. Know, and that's how we are giving the enemy a foot. That's giving the enemy a foothold. And what was one of the first things that Jesus told his disciples? Let the dead bury their dead. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is. 
Isn't, uh, but you know, but just because you want to comfort somebody does not necessarily mean that you have to be there. We will need to change the way we think. We need to change the way our culture and our traditions to align themselves with what we are going through now. Uh, I've just heard in some some of the, the African countries, a, a large number of ministers are actually dying. Yeah. You know, I, I, and it's because it's the ministers that are doing the home visits, it's the ministers that are visiting the sick, it's the ministers that are doing the last rites of people who have died, it's the ministers who are comforting the, the, the families of the deceased. That's right. That's right. So we as a church need to actually begin to think how we are going to manage this because it's not fair on the clergy, but maybe the clergy also needs to be taking responsibility and saying, you know what, in this season of COVID, this is what we are going to do. Again, strategize for this strategic time that yeah. we are in and let the church know. You know, if you have if you have a bereavement, we will zoom you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, or we will do this and we, so that people know what to do and where to stand because we need to change the that's, way we are doing things. That's why I talk about the emotional seat. In uh -huh. That is what the emotional seat is. That's the bit that drives us. I've got to be there. I've got to. What can you do? Really, what can you do? And I, and I think in Africa, I understand that having a funeral is very expensive. It is here too, but at least our councils would take care of the bodies. I don't believe that they do that in Africa. You're, you're expecting to bury them yourself, aren't you? We, we do bury them ourselves, but there is a sense in which instead of having 300 people at the funeral, mm -hmm. you can have fewer than a hundred people. Okay. Yeah. You, know, you can just have a handful of people that go prepare the body and then you go and bury the body. Those people come back and they just isolate. Yeah. For 10 to 15 days, they, they stay isolated from everybody else. Yeah. But in Africa, funerals are huge. Everybody wants to go and mourn. It, it, it's comfortable, but like you said, we need to examine our seat of emotions. What yeah. is that about? You know, and sometimes we don't even know the person who has died, which is okay because that's how we have always done things. All I'm doing is calling people to rethink, just yeah. re-examine that seat of emotions. Why is it so important for you to go? That's right. And have you considered the consequences of you going and coming back? That's right. I mean, we don't, I think a lot of people take God for granted. Oh, God's going to do it anyway. We're protected. No, no I think you just got to use, this is where you got to use wisdom and understanding. And if God didn't make you go to that, group of people you know you, you think it's your it's your right to do that it's your status to do that it's even your compassion to do that but in this day and age everybody needs wisdom because when you get in front of god 
and you know, we should we we're told to work out our salvation in fear and trembling the hope of our salvation in fear of trembling yeah right up till we get there because we don't know yeah. Yeah. but yeah. if if we are taking god for granted then we put ourselves in a position that we shouldn't be in in many many challenges because our pride thinks that that is what we should do when the word mm -hmm. of god specifically says don't put the lord your god to a test the test yeah you know there are times to use and remember the scripture and be fearful of not of not fearful of god and of dying but fearful not to overstep the mark of God and see what God is doing. Mm. We need to understand the times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you're absolutely right. Do you remember when the children of Israel were being delivered from, uh, from the angel of death? What did the Lord say to them? He said, go into your houses and shut the door. That's right. And put the blood on the, uh, yeah. yeah, and put and put the blood on the on the on the lintel of your yeah. door. So that when the angel of death comes, he will see the blood. That's right. Which you, the owner of the house, would have put on the lintel. Yeah. Out of obedience to an instruction that has been given. That's right. We, 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 we just need to be careful in, and do what the Lord wants us to do. That's right. Because I think we, we, we just need to, to listen to God. You know, we need to listen to God. I think, was it Exodus 32, verse 11, where that story is? You know. a very, it's a very strong story. And, and I, I, I find, you know, that the older I get, and as times change, that the word of God is written for today. It never changes, but it's also written for today. It is. It is. It really is. You know, if you translate that, it's like th that blood which was on the lentil is sanitized, open your windows, Keep your house clean, stay masked, and stay at home unless you need to go. Those are those are instructions that will keep you uh, alive, you know. And I, I I recognize that some people need to go out and work. Those that are in the forefront who are saving lives, they can depend on God to to look after them. That's right. But even if they need to wear their mask. They need to be resting. They need to make sure that the nutrition is up to date and they don't work themselves into the ground. That's because right. if they tire themselves, they won't manage it. Right. They are practical exactly. things we can do. And you know, it's not the only thing that wipes out the immune system. Stress wipes out the immune system. But did you know a Mars bar will wipe out your immune system for the whole of the day? A Mars bar. The chocolate and the, and the sugar will actually damage your immune system. So don't look to comfort yourself with boxes of chocolates. <laughs> That's very true. I've known that for years. 
Absolutely. Wow. And I come from a nursing background. Wow. You know, so at the end yeah. of the day, don't stuff the chocolate, girls. Yeah. So. Plus, sitting around, you've got a problem with diabetes catching up with you. Mm -hmm. Right, it's like this. So your diet is really important, you know, important, very important. Wow. But do you know that that is so interesting? We do need a whole program on how to stay well, don't we? You know, people are eating healthily and also doing the right things and, and avoiding a mass bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gina, uh, yeah, we, we're talking about Exodus 12, you know, 21 to 23, yeah. And, and where Moses said, summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, go at once and select the animal for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin and put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the door frame. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the door frame and will pass over that door and we will not permit the destroyer to enter your house and strike you down. COVID is a destroyer. Wow. And, uh, so that, that scripture you were thinking of in Revelation earlier. Which one? One that uh, was it Revelation 2 verse 10? 2.10, that's it, 2.10. Just, skip, just read that for us, Florence. Let me just read it. I've got it, but I've got it in the um, Passion Version. Okay, I've, um, I'm, got, I'm, leaving, I'm reading from the NLT. I think this is the NLT. And it says 10. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes, that is. I mean, with the passion, it's, it's almost word, word for word. It says, do not yield to fear in the face of the suffering to come. Mm. Be aware of this. The devil is about to have some of you thrown into prison to test your faith. For 10 days you will have distress, but remain faithful to the day you die, and I will give you the victor's crown of life. One, now this is important to the one whose heart is open. Let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is presently saying to all the churches. The one who conquers will not be harmed by the second death. Now I believe that that word of God is very, very much for today as well. And you know, that's where we have to leave it again. Yeah. There's so much yeah. through, isn't there? So much to that the Holy Spirit is opening up. We must there, there is continue this. We must continue this. Ah. Anyway. Yeah.
it's good to it's good to, to to be with you Florence and it's always refreshing and the Holy Spirit does some amazing things but for now we're going to say goodbye to everybody but we will be back won't we Florence yes we will we will and we we, we just want to say be at peace we declare peace over you we rebuke worry, we rebuke anxiety, and we release the peace of God over everyone that is listening right now. We release that peace into the atmosphere. We rebuke the spirit of fear. We rebuke the spirit of anxiety in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Mm. Wow, mm. wow. Bye-bye, everybody. See you soon. <laughs>